Well, i like to begin um, with the set-aside prayer. Higher power, please help me to set aside everything I think I know about myself, about other people, um, about this program, and about you, my higher power, that I might have an open heart, an open mind, and a new experience of all these things. Show us the truth. Amen. Uh, my name is uh, Julie E.B. I'm from Colorado Springs, Colorado. And um, I am uh, gratefully abstinent uh, for over uh, six and a half years now. I um, uh, have gained and lost thousands of pounds in my, over a thousand pounds, I guess not thousands, but over a thousand pounds in my lifetime. And um, I have maintained a weight loss of over 125 pounds uh, for, for these uh six and a half years, which is, if you aren't aware of it, there's like a 0% chance of that, um, medical practitioners will say. So I do believe this is a miracle. Um, And uh, for me, the biggest change is not even been putting down the food, uh, which at the time uh, seemed like a miracle that was far beyond uh, my ability, um, but also the way that it's changed my life and changed my relationships. Um, and, um, what happened with me is, uh, I actually went to my, uh, sponsored another program, had 25 years in OA, and I actually went, uh, have now, I went to her 20th year, um, chip that she was going to receive. I actually sat through the OA meeting, never really occurred to me uh, that it had anything at all to do with me, uh, even though, um, my cycles of compulsively over and under eating uh, every manifestation of the disease uh, were a uh, part uh, of wrecking my life. Um, I almost died at 42 years old. Uh, I was over 300 pounds. I was bed bound. uh, And uh, I had a cardiologist, I had a pulmonologist, I had a neurologist, I had an OBGYN surgeon, I had a spinal surgeon. Uh, and I had a GI specialist, and I needed all those specialists and constant hospitalization uh, to be uh, to uh, continue to uh, try to maintain my health. I had uh, three uh, kids who were in middle school, and uh, one of the greatest compliments of my life is my son, who is in sober living as a young adult, uh, told me this weekend. Um, He'd been trying to convince some of his friends in the program that food was a real problem. And he says, the way I do it is I just explain to them how you used to be like and how much you have changed. Um, Because at the base of all of my issues uh, was the fact that I, when I I had an understanding of a God and of a higher power, but most of the voices I heard in my head are what I call lower power voices. You're a priest crap, uh, why bother, you don't deserve better, um, and um, what does it matter anyway? Um, So even though I had these things uh, on the outside, on the inside, uh, and I believed in things like grace and love for other people, but I did not have a higher power personal to me that could speak into the difficult situations I was facing speak a word of love or kindness, 
Um, and so uh, then I was finally, uh, one day I asked her, what is this abstinence thing? This other sponsor, we were having tea. And I mean, I had watched her eat. She had watched me go up and down, weigh and pay diets, uh, medically managed diets, uh, uh, you name it. Um, you know, I've done it all, eaten out of trash can. I've stolen food and other things. Um, and um, but uh, so anyway, she uh, I asked her about it and found out about abstinence about a little bit about it. I started going to my uh, local home meeting and um, uh, and uh, immediately there were other people that had done the things I had done. Um, there's a great line um, in the preface to the big book of AA which says, um, we hope that many of you may pause. And for me, pause always means listen for that higher power voice, uh, pause, and um, basically what I consider identify in, which is, uh, yes, that happened to me. Uh, more importantly, I felt like that. And most importantly, maybe this will work for me too. So I found a working program that if I can identify in, now when I listen, I like to identify out. In fact, I just had a little dispute with a sponsor of mine today in another program because I don't want to do something she suggested. I, I think I know better. And um, uh, it's laughable, but I mean, it was very painful. I felt controlled. I felt all these things. And but the truth is my job is to identify in and say, how am I like this? How could this help me? Um, my job is to say, if I can say, hey, I did those things uh, that Julie did, if I can say, you know, I felt those feelings, and loneliness was the center of it all, uh, isolation was the center of it all, and um, and uh, I should have mentioned I'm on call at work. Um, <laughs> I was supposed to, two weeks ago, move to a day shift, uh, but that got delayed. And my higher power has helped me. Well, actually, I'm supposed to move in August, but but that's just a week away. But I didn't really want to cancel this share, so this is my dinner hour. Um, but anyway, I just um, I just you know, if I can identify that these things were the same as other people, and that I felt like other people, loneliness, powerlessness, uh, worthlessness, uh, also uh, anger, uh, raging. Um, terror, you know, the the bitter cycle over and over again. One of my big ones is just self-pity that I can move into and just think, uh, you know, uh, for me. Um, and the way I will usually say that is I'll say, oh, this is hard for me. This is hard for me. This is hard for me. Well, I, I know, but this is hard for me. And I never identify self-pity for someone else, but for myself, I can name that self-pity. And so I got a sponsor and started working the steps. The sponsor was still um, in the food and was uh, very attentive. And so someone came in my meeting that was uh, a participant in the phone meeting that I, uh, is my home meeting, Vision for You, and, uh, and told me that she would sponsor me, that I could listen to this meeting every day, and that there were special editions I could listen to, and that um, she would help me walk through what an abstinent food ingredient and behavior was. And for me, the, the major key for me uh, was 
the whole idea that there were certain foods, if I eat some of them, I eat all of them. And so, you know, I've maintained this absence list, which um, has, you know, grown by a couple things, not shrunk, but the biggest thing for me was identifying some of my behaviors. For example, um, I'm not a person who can eat with my fingers. Um, that's something that I did so many times, uh, food to mouth, food to mouth, food to mouth, just by adding eating with a fork, just by adding that I couldn't eat when I was upset. I have to make a phone call when I'm upset. And I had three teenagers for part of this, so I was disturbed a lot. But I had to break for me the tie between my emotions and that first bite. And so um, that's an abstinent behavior for me. I consider myself to have broken my abstinence. Um, you know, there were certain kinds of food um, that, that as I got quieter and quieter, my sponsor just asked me to be increasingly open um, to, to things that disturb me. For me, I know I'm going in the right direction with the sponsee. Um, I now have many sponsees, grand sponsees, and great grand sponsees, and so on and so forth, because of the miracles God did. And, and so this sponsor just led me through the big book, and I just practiced identifying in. I thought, what do I have to do with these old guys um, in the 30s? But it turned out that I read Bill's story, and the main word in the first paragraph is that he was lonely. And then it tells how he tr sought out to be someone important. And it tells how he had these amazing characteristics of self-reliance that boomeranged and cut him to shreds. Because, see, I, I love to rely on myself, and I love to be important, and I try to succeed. It just left me all alone. So every time that I, I can, can carry forward and keep those abstinent foods, ingredients, and behaviors, I'm taking action against my disease. Um, I really feel my real addiction is to um, is to not being able to live in reality. Difficulty accepting reality. Serenity prayer, accept the things. Why is acceptance so big? Because I'm powerless over reality. Um, I don't know if my kids will pick up their substances again. I have no power over that. I don't know if uh, uh, this job will go well. I'm powerless over that. And uh, that powerlessness for me, it's either the best news of my day or the worst. You know, when I'm in the food, being powerless feels like the worst news in the day. When I see my, someone I love suffering or when I create a mess in my life, um, that powerlessness is the absolute worst news of my day. But on the other hand, if my life is unmanageable, and I work the first step backwards, and I realize I'm powerless, then I don't have a bunch of jobs to do. I don't need to go around controlling. I don't need to go around pleasing. I don't need to go around fixing it all. Um, it's, it's, I can trust that my higher power can work in and through this situation to make it better. So um, one of the lines in the big book, I think it's bottom page 25 or 27, it says, I came to the point where there was no middle road solution. I could either continue on, and I love this, I could continue on as best I could, blotting out my consciousness of my intolerable situation. That's what I was doing with the food. I was blotting out my consciousness, and that's a word that's in other of our steps, that we increase our 
conscious contact with a higher power, with something beyond ourselves. And um, so I could either, I could continue on. I had a higher power speaking to me. It was so gracious. I could keep on blotting out with food or shopping or um, escaping or raging or controlling um, or ignoring, withdrawing. I could keep blotting out my awakeness as best I could, or I could seek spiritual help if I was if I was honest, open, and willing. And so that was a big thing for me. Wow, I could and. And these things were as different as the Grand Canyon, far apart from each other. I could continue blotting out, but I was blotting out my awakeness to everything, to how gifted I am, to what a loving person I am, uh, to how valuable I was, um, to to, uh, how much service I could do for other people. So, um, and then I guess, the most important piece of my spiritual awakening as I kept going through the steps and um, and and um, learned all these things about myself is that I came to the um, care and protection prayer. We read the steps all the time. It's in the big book right before the steps. It says we ask for his, which they mean higher powers, capitalized. We ask for our higher powers, care and protection with complete abandon. And I was looking up words. That was the method I was using going through the book. So I looked up care, the provision of everything I needed for my health, welfare, and maintenance, my condition. Well, I looked for food to care about me and to provide these things for me. It wasn't doing it. I looked to success for doing it. I looked to my relationships for doing it. Um, I looked all sorts of places. So we, we asked for God's care and protection. What if I asked my higher power, you know, I didn't feel like I really was cared for or protected. Um, and then it's so with complete abandon. And I knew that I had this light bulb moment as soon as I looked up the word complete and it meant full. And so, you know, my spiritual awakening was, wow, I could finally be full. And I've done a presentation I call, when would I be full? Physical, emotional, and spiritual hunger. I was hungry all the time. I always thought it was about food, but I had other hunger inside. And uh, here it was, and I was, I could ask, I could inquire, and it said we, I could inquire with other people for my higher power to care and protect for me with complete, full abandon. And today I say full, not of the food, not of self-will, not of trying harder. I tried long and hard enough but full of abandon. What does abandon mean? It means to let go completely, having run the course. Five-minute reminder. Thank you. So for me, running my course, I picture a toddler or a puppy. You know, they just run and run and run until they just drop in place, exhausted. That's what it is for me. Every time I turn to self-will, I try harder, harder, harder. I run, I run, I run, and uh, then I just collapse. So the question became, you know, could I ask instead for a higher power to do this. And so as I continued going through the steps, I found a higher power. I found that what was driving me in life was this voice that I spoke to myself. And this voice that I spoke to myself was full of fear. Um, It was full of anger. And it was full of shame. 
And so I'd say things to myself like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Um, I would say things to myself like, um, I can't believe they did that to me, always blaming other people and myself. You know, there's another line in the big book that says, We can't hear you. Did we lose her? I'm still here. Someone I'm muted okay. me. I, I think they Sorry were trying to that. clear the line. Come on That's back. okay. I think someone, someone was trying to clear the line. So anyway, what I was sharing is that I, you know, I, I, my lower power voice always spoke to me, terrorizing myself. I would terrorize myself. I'd be angry at myself and others. And I'd be full of shame. And it turns out in this in this uh, 12-step process, those actually were the things keeping me bound. So through working the rest of the steps, I've learned to talk to myself and hear a voice of love, of grace, um, to return to my higher power who is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in love. And so that's the, been the switch for me. And I still go back all the time. First, I could catch the first bite, and then I would catch the first thought. Um, I guess the last thing I would say is that um, that I used to live trying to, uh, I would have a feeling, it would lead to a thought, and then it would lead to the action, picking up food or other things that were harming me. Today, I try and start with an action and see if it can shift my thinking, which changes my feelings. So uh, thanks for letting me share. And I'm uh, Julie E.B., 719-640-9688. Please text first. Um, And I do happen to be working tonight for the next couple hours. You can try calling me, um, but uh, I'm I'm free tomorrow till 2. And I always have my phone off if I can't take calls, so you don't have to worry about bothering me. But uh, thank you for letting me share, and uh, uh, I'm happy to be here.